This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology show. Your host, Meryl Vandermerva, loves using technology to streamline her life and to make lessons more engaging. She is a graduated homeschool mom and teaches homeschoolers at her local co-op classes and online at fundafundaacademy.com. Whether you are tech-challenged or someone who loves technology, this show is for you. And here's your host, Meryl Vandermerva. Hello, and welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. I'm your host, Meryl Vandermeuver, and today in episode 147, we're going to be looking at the role of technology in fostering curiosity in our children. I don't have to tell you that children are naturally curious. You know that from when your kids can start to talk, they start to ask questions. They are all the whys. Um, particularly, of course, if you tell them what to, something you, you want them to do and they don't want to do. But you know how children will look around and go, why does this like that? Why, why, why? And it can sometimes drive you crazy. But remember, curious people are people who are learning. If we are not curious, why would we wa- want to learn something? And if you're wanting to develop a lifelong love of learning in your children, which I, I think is something that pretty much all homeschoolers want, then you need to foster their curiosity. Of course, when I was a child and you're curious, you go to parents, if they couldn't answer, you'd have to go to the public library. Now technology makes this really easy because we can just go and look it up. From when your kids are young, if your child comes to you and asks you a question, obviously if it's something you know, great. but If you don't know the answer, or if you feel that uh, it would be a good idea for them to start to learn to find their own answers, if you have a smart speaker, you can teach them to ask good questions of Alexa or Siri or whoever you might have (laughs) that um, you ask questions of. And so your children can quickly learn that when when they're curious about something, they can go and ask Alexa, why is there night and day? See what she comes up with. The other thing that you can do to encourage curiosity in young children is to model the behavior. Let them hear you expressing aloud questions and then looking for the answers. So just yesterday, I don't have any young kids anymore, but uh, I do have one of my um, previous students who's just in between apartments and staying with us right now. And we were fixing supper together and I got a spam call and it said it was from Lawrenceburg, Tennessee. And I went, huh, Lawrenceburg, never heard of that place. So immediately I Googled it. And Google fairly unhelpfully told me that it was somewhere between Chattanooga and Memphis. Well, that's quite a distance. So we both laughed and said, well, that doesn't help. But I wasn't content to just leave it at that. Now, really, I don't know that I'll ever go to Lawrenceburg. Maybe I've been through it. And if you come from Lawrenceburg, I'm really sorry that I did not know where it was. But I went and pulled it up, looked on the map, and lo and behold, it's actually almost halfway between Chattanooga and Memphis. So now I have a visual idea of where Lawrenceburg is. I don't know if it's ever going to be of any use in my life, but I just will look up things every time I have a question, just because I like to know the answer. And uh, I know I did this throughout the life of um, when my children were at home, so hopefully they are all still curious and looking things up as they go along. As they get older, obviously, you may, they may well have questions that become harder for you to answer. But it's also a good idea to sometimes just send them away to research it. You know, maybe you sit next to them um, as they start going on to Google or whatever search engine you use. 
but it's important for them to learn how to search well. They're going to need to do research papers and everything one day and how better to learn how to search than from their own questions. So not something somebody else is telling them to search for, but let it be a real practical experience. So when they look for something and it doesn't come up quite what they were expecting, you can teach them how to use better search terms um, and be more specific to get to exactly what they're asking. I'm in the next couple of weeks, I will do a whole episode on search and how to teach your kids to search well, because this is a skill that they do need to learn. As I said, this is a really good practical way to them find the answers to their own questions. But I just want to um, spend the rest of this episode giving you some specific ways of taking it even further. Sometimes it is enough just to Google and you get a quick answer. It's a quick question, but sometimes your children have more in-depth answers that um, could be answered better than just uh, a text response or even a verbal response from um, a smart speaker or a search engine. So here are some ideas. First one, let's say you're going out on a walk and you see some flowers and your child asks, what is that? Or maybe you ask, what is that? Because you don't know. If you have your phone with you, Google Lens is a great tool to quickly look up something and get an answer. Um, it's free, um, it's on, it's like part of sort of like the Google app to actually see and learn a little bit more about it we have an entire episode where Funder Funder's chemistry teacher, Kristen Moon, explains what it is and what it can do. And I will link to that in the show notes. You can find all the show notes over at homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. So that's the first thing. Learn to use Google Lens. And when you're out and about, it's a quick way of you can just take a picture, basically, of what you're seeing and it will tell you what it is. Also a building. There's, there's lots of different things that Google Lens can help you with. Children love animals, and so you may well find them asking questions about, um, you know, what does a baby bear do, or um, what do these eat, or whatever. Now, you can go and just Google it. You could obviously find a YouTube video, but even more fun is perhaps to find a video cam, a live cam footage. Explore.org, which I've also talked about in previous episodes, has lots of um, live cams all around the world, sometimes in zoos, sometimes in um, natural places, and um, sometimes zoos have cams. So you can just go and actually like Google, you know, bear cams in the wild or bear cams in zoos. And you can get your kids actually spending a fair amount of time looking at those cams um, and um, seeing what exactly happens. During the pandemic, one of the fa my favorite ways to um, see animals in the wild through a safari, the one that uh, we went to, actually went on before we left South Africa years ago, and we've been back and done some of this since, is called And Beyond Safari, and I'll, I'll link to them also in, in the um, show notes. They, at the moment, well, they started us during COVID, and they're still doing it. I don't know how long they'll be doing it for, but they have morning and evening game drives that you can, like, go along with them. So they literally video what is happening. So if your child expresses an interest in some African animal that you could see on safari, they could sometimes just sit and watch to see what happens um, and see what they find. You never know because you literally are just riding along with the trackers in, in the open vehicles, but it's, it's a fun way to learn about animals. Your child might come to you and say, I wonder what it must be like to live in, in Antarctica. Those are the kind of questions I know kids like to ask because that's just such a like bizarre place to go. And I always kind of wondered, and then I found the answer. 
can't remember now how I found this answer, but it wasn't so long ago. Oh, I know. I was following somebody on Instagram who linked to it. But it was actually the reason why I signed up on TikTok. I had not been on TikTok before, but someone shared a TikTok video from somebody who was living in Antarctica or lives in Antarctica. And it was fascinating. So I went on, joined TikTok and started watching her videos because I was just really interesting to see what it was like when she woke up in the morning, where they went to buy their food. Um, everything is just so different to what our normal lives are like. So whether it's TikTok or YouTube, if your child kind of says, I wonder what it's like to live there, you can normally find somebody sharing that information now online. Maybe your child says, wow, Paris sounds so cool. I wonder what it's like. I'd love to go visit. Well, go visit. Jump on Google Maps go to Paris and then click on Street View and walk the streets of Paris. I think it's one of the most fun things to do and uh, I still do that occasionally, just go and wander around a foreign city to feel what it's like. Uh, your child might also say what's it like to be a refugee or ask some of those kind of questions, asking something that they'll never know, or hopefully will never know, but are wondering what it must be like to be in someone else's shoes. Now, obviously, reading books helps these things, but AR and VR, or VR in particular, is something that does help to put your child in the middle of an experience. Um, Google has uh, Google Expeditions that you can go on that put you into different places that you literally can feel what things are like. There is also, um, I'll try and link to it, but there's also one on a, a Serbian refugee camp um, trying to think now exactly which app it's on but it's on also um, one of the free apps where you can literally be inside the refugee camp and you can hear the smells I can't hear the smells hear the sounds and you can wander around and just get some sense of what life is like in a refugee camp I, I do that I take um, Google cardboard I bought a few of those and I actually take those to my geography class at our co-op and I let them experience life in a refugee camp by putting their phones in the Google Cardboard and that's a very cheap way of getting uh, a, um, a VR experience if you don't have um, you know, Oculus or something like that. Google, um, YouTube also has 360 degree YouTube videos which puts you in the place so you know whether it's Machu Picchu or whatever else you can usually find a 360 video you can filter um, on three uh, on YouTube to ask just for 360 videos and to look for the place your child is curious about um, and explore like that then if you like history most homeschoolers like history I think and particularly for kids like history if you're driving around um, grab the Clio app CLIO which is also free and it will tell you about history around you so it will say to you, oh, you're passing this museum and this was the home of so-and-so. So it's just a case of, you know, as you drive and you kind of wonder, I wonder what happened here, you know, 100 years ago. I wonder what historical stuff, whether you're in a city or to say just driving. Clear is a great way just to um, find the history around you. And then science. Now, if you're not science this could be, you know, your kid comes and wants to know, you know, how does the water in a pot get hot? Um, you know, and you may be able to explain the whole way uh, that thermodynamics works, or this might be something that you only have some vague idea about. I know for me, the idea of switching on a, a light switch and the light bulb turning on is just a very vague sort of notion. <laughs> um, 
but there are simulations that help obviously also you could find youtube videos but FET, which um, again, actually our chemistry teacher did the, uh, did, did the episode with me on, on FET. I've, she's used it more for chemistry type things. I've used it more for um, uh, physics, but it has simulations on both those things. Again, it's a free website and you can take your kids and you can explore together. And I know with human anatomy, there are also um, simulations where they show you like how different muscles work. So if your kid's like, well, how does it work that when I put my fingers together that it knows to like grasp something? Those again, you can often find that. So these are things that you might have to put a little bit more effort in to go and find, you know, once your kid starts being particularly curious about a topic, but help them go and do a deep and meaningful dive to explore things they are naturally curious about. I know this is why many people choose to go unschooling. They kind of follow their kids' curiosity. But even if you don't choose that route, I, I didn't. I Mine was a very organized homeschool still let your kids go on those rabbit trails of curiosity to teach them how to be self-learners and to keep their natural curiosity and natural interest in learning alive. And just to finish off, I want to encourage you, if your child is looking into a particular topic and you want to take a deeper dive, another way to do it is unit studies. And uh, show sponsor Funder Fund Academy has a number of web-based unit studies, which makes it really easy for you. You don't have to print anything out. Normally, sometimes there's occasional things inside it, but most of it is online. You just buy it, click on it, and work through um, the modules, and your child will get a deeper dive. So if they, for instance, love World War One, we have two different World War One unit studies, and um, we particularly make unit studies of the kind of topics that children might just be interested in learning more about. So I hope you found this useful. If you did, would love a rating and review wherever you are listening to this podcast. Would also love if you sh shared this with a friend. And do come and join us on Facebook. If you're on Facebook, we have a podcast community group for the Homeschooling with Technology community. Come and join us there. See you again, same time, same place next week. Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermerva. Visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Homeschooling with Technology is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.